Hello, I'm Sam Brake, Gear Podcast Specialist here at Publicize, and you're listening to The Loudspeaker. This first tip for every fintech startup is... What are the media and press saying about us? How are we being perceived by these people? PR stunts are any activities that allow you to engage with the audience. I don't agree with the fact that all publicity is good publicity. Here is where we talk to communications professionals from all around the world to let you know what are the best practices and cool ideas that you can implement for your startup. Hello, welcome to the loudspeaker, brought to you by Publicize, the definitive guide on how to scale your startup. I'm your host for today, my name is Mark Linsdale, and I'm the content manager here at Publicize. And today we're going to be talking, well, we're going to be going a little bit meta. We're going to be discussing how to make a podcast. And I've got a very capable guest alongside me today. Uh, He specializes in creating multimedia content, bridging the gap between technology and psychology. And he's the host of the excellent podcast, Brains Bite Back. It's Sam Brake Gear. Hello, Mark. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, Sam. Good to have you here. So, Sam, like the way I wanted to start this off, you live in Colombia, and it's a question we ask a lot of our guests who do live in Colombia, which is where Publicize is based. How did you end up in Colombia? It's a long story, so I'll keep it very short. I kind of gave up on the idea of living in the UK because I thought, you know what, I have a very strong passport being British. I can pretty much live anywhere in the world almost. So why the hell would I live on this grey rainy island? And I gave away most of my possessions to charity or to friends, family, and I just, anything I could fit into a small box, which I left with my parents, or my backpack, which I left with, Uh, was given away and I just went traveling for eight months went to the US and I just headed south and I went from Mexico to Colombia by bus and then by boat and when I arrived in Medellin I just immediately fell in love with the place and I've been here coming up three years in April. Wow that's that's a long long time but I can completely relate being from the UK myself. Colombia's weather is so much better than the gray skies of England and why on earth would you put up with that if you could have an alternative? Okay, so moving swiftly on from how poor the weather is in England, how did you end up podcasting in the first place, Sam? So I started back working with Spacio and Publicize in 2017. Yeah, July 2017. And when I first started, I started as a writer. And I still enjoy writing, but I always had an interest in presenting. And my interest mainly lied in like, documentaries and also podcasts. Podcasts were fairly new to me. I had only gotten into them while I've been here in Colombia, but I was like so passionate about them and so interested in them that I just immediately, like within such a short space of time, I was swept up and I just was like, this is what I want to get into. And there was an opportunity that I saw. I was working for a media company, obviously Espacio, and we weren't doing anything in audio. And I love The Sociable, which is where Brains Bite Back, my podcast is hosted. And I just saw an opportunity. I was like, I studied psychology and I work writing about technology. And yet I didn't feel that there was a huge amount of podcasts or any. I couldn't really find any podcasts that were active, which were focusing on psychology and technology. And for me, this is something which is increasingly important because it seems that like if you watch any Black Mirror or read any newspapers or anything, it seems that there's a stronger overlap in like what's going on in technology and what's going on in our society and our psychology and how the two are intertwining. And I wanted to create a space where we could explore topics and ask questions to 
better understand what our current society looks like as a result of this ever-evolving technology, and also just to theorize what it will look like in, in our not-too-distant future and our, also our very distant future. So I started, and I, it was very basic. I had the help of uh, my good friend Jonathan, who helped started the podcast, and he helped, rec helped me record it in our, our offices. And yeah, that was the first episode. It was about like, we just did like the cannabis industry. And I listened back to it the other day and it's, it's incredibly basic, but I'm very proud to say that the show has come a long way since then. And uh, yeah, it's been a tremendous amount of fun creating it. That's really cool, man. And um, so you started off as a writer here. How long have you been running Brain Spike back for? So it's kind of hard to say. I think initially we started, we published our first episode or around, October 2018 but at the time it was it was a passion project of mine and I was fortunate enough to be in a company where they really are very encouraging that if you're passionate about something they'll give you the opportunity to prove it and show that well all right go ahead show us what you can do and it was very slow it was something I was doing on the side I was still focusing on writing writing was my main job and really doing this podcast was like a, a piece on the side and I just published episodes as and when I think the first three episodes were published over the course of like six months even. So it wasn't even like a proper consistent focus project. It was just very, very slow start. But it wasn't until around May last year, May 2019, that I really started like focusing more on the episodes and made a plan to publish them more frequently. And then I think around perhaps September, we started publishing them every two weeks. And then after about three months of that, I realized that there's something here and in order to gain a better audience and just to, to get more content out there and to really invest in this, it had to be a weekly podcast. So since I think maybe November, we've been a weekly podcast and I feel like it was around about, yeah, towards the end of 2019 that this has really taken off. So it, there was a good solid year where nothing much happened, but that was a real growing phase. Sure. In that I just have a question about those first years. So I'm sure many people out there are interested in podcasting like you, but they're a little bit maybe nervous or uh, apprehensive about getting into it. How did you initially find it getting behind a mic and speaking to guests that you've never spoken to before? Uh, were there any nerves in that? And could you give any advice to people who are maybe in that phase of wanting to take the next leap, but aren't entirely sure? Um, how to get started. Yeah, so I would say, yeah, at first I was a bit nervous just because I thought it's one of those things where like, you know, not everyone's good at this and there's a good chance that I might be passionate about this, but it's not gonna carry through into my voice and my work and I, I just might not be cut out to be a good host. But at the same time, I ignored that and I just, I just went with it and I found that it is important to be passionate. That I would say is more important than anything else because think about it if I asked you to describe something like uh, something you're not interested in you might stutter you might mumble you might not really know what you're talking about but if there's a topic that you're really really passionate about and you like you like live and breathe for this and I'm like tell me about it chances are you're probably not going to stumble that much you're not going to make that many errors because this is what you know it's what you're passionate about what you think about all the time what you do all the time you can speak with confidence on it and I think that is the most important thing just love what you're talking about and love what you're trying to what you're trying to create, that is the most important thing. But it is a commitment. So I would say that people that are starting off, 
it's okay if you start off slow. Like I would say, if you want to do a podcast, it's better to do one and just commit to doing one episode once a month and just start from there. Because if you just do it as and when, then you can't really build up a solid listenership and you don't really keep yourself to a schedule. So I would say that it's important to be passionate and keep yourself to a schedule. Because if you do want to improve, I got to say, like for me, like doing it as a weekly show has helped me hone my skills and improve so much more, way quicker than I ever think I would have if I had done it like once a month. But at the same time, it's a good place to start. Once a month is a good position to start off in. Sure. Yeah, I guess it's like anything, you know, like the more you practice, the better you're going to get at it. And I think this definitely applies here. So for those people who are in those early steps, what do you need to start a podcast? Like what is the equipment that you used when you started? Or do you know how to do it on like a budget? Yeah, so I was very fortunate in the sense that obviously I worked for a media company. I had someone on my side, uh, my good friend Jonathan, who I've worked with here at the company for a number of years. And he's my uh, audio magician, I call him. He does all the magic. But it is possible, like, doing it without someone, even if you don't have that many technical skills. I mean, just like yourself, Mark, I am really not that technical, which is kind of ironic since I do a psychology technology podcast, and I always say that. Now everyone knows. (laughs) Secret is out. But at the same time, when it comes to actual nuts and bolts of assembling technology, that's, like, my, my weak point. I'm more conceptual. But I would say that yeah, it's very possible. Like we started off with a simple microphone. I think the microphone we started off with was like a Blue Yeti or Yeti Blue. Um, and I think that costs like $100. So simply like the best thing to do is just go get yourself a decent microphone. Spend like 100 bucks on it at the very least, more ideally. And then I'd say download, uh, if you want a free software, you can go for Audacity. That's perfectly fine. I know many people that produce podcasts using that, and it's quite simple and easy to learn how to use. I like to use uh, Audition as well. Adobe Audition's really good, but that's a paid service. But it really depends on your budget. The smallest budget you have, if you're just able to buy a decent microphone, that's enough. And you'll also want a quiet space, which is hard to find depending on where you live or where you are. But you can easily do that, I suppose, by like finding a bathroom or something and just putting up loads of sheets and yeah, like cocoon yourself into a quiet place. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to start. And then as for hosting, again, there's free options and there's paid options. Yeah, you could use Anchor, for example, if you wanted to choose a free option, or if you were looking to get like a better service, you could go for something like Podbean. I know there's numerous services out there which uh, offer podcast hosting. So yeah, just do a bit of research, but there's definitely options for you if you want to get started and you're on a very low budget. So basically what Sam's saying here is just do it. Get on with it. (laughs) If you want to make a podcast, then, you know, it's easier than you think. If you're interested in seeing how Publicize can grow your startup, sign up for a free PR assessment on our website. And for a limited time only and exclusive to the loudspeaker listeners, we're giving subscribers a month free on a 12-month Publicize contract. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash lspromo. That's publicize.co slash l-s-p-r-o-m-o. Okay, cool. So the next thing I wanted to touch on is, so you've been doing this podcast weekly since about November and all in all since about October the year before. Do you have any favorite guests that you've had on the show in that time? 
Oh, it's so hard to say. I mean, we just recorded, I think, our 33rd or 34th episode, so there's quite a selection of topics and guests we've had so far. I don't know if it's necessarily that. This is just one thing that really sticks out for me. Um, and I really enjoyed our conversation, but it's more of a product of like how it came about. I remember I watched the BBC documentary, and it was about um, ransomware. That was it. It was about ransomware, about how companies that have been shut down. There was like a Swedish company that had been completely ground to a halt, like its whole international business, because it had been hacked, and it was uh, all their information data had been encrypted, and they refused to pay, and they just shut down the business. And there was a company on there that was featured on this BBC documentary, and they handle ransomware negotiations on behalf of clients. So like a, a client gets like attacked by ransomware and they, they called up this company. This company like deals with it for them. They speak with the negotiators, they pay the fines, they see what they can do. And they basically like take care of the situation. And I remember reaching out, Coveware is the company. And I reached out to the company being like, hey, I saw you on this show. I'd really love to speak with someone from the company. Would anyone be available? And the CEO came back to me and he said like, yeah, I'd be happy to do a show. I've heard of your podcast and I think this would be great. And bearing in mind, that was like our eighth episode. So that was still very early days. And we had a great chat. And I think for me, that really stuck out because it was so nice. That was the turning point where I was like, oh, wow, like this, this isn't just like some little small little podcast, which I just started. Like this is, this is the first step in going somewhere. But I, to pick a favorite guest would be, I think, too difficult because there's just so, like there's the variety of topics that we cover is just so vast and it's just it is it, it's, it's tough. Okay, I won't press you too much, but they're they're all your favorite guests. So we've talked a lot about the past and starting podcasts and stuff like that. So the next thing I wanted to focus on was, so it's 2020 now. Uh, it's just the turn of the year. It's February. So what do you think this year and the future of podcasting holds, if you were to give some predictions? So this is really interesting. I think about this a lot because they say that we're supposedly in the second like golden age for audio. And anything that goes up must come down. So I'm always a bit worried that podcasting will maybe like uh, experience a decline in the future. However, I still feel 100% that I'm in the right space and I'm doing the right thing because this isn't going to truly disappear. People want audio because the thing is, audio fills a space in many people's lives that other forms of entertainment and media just can't. For example, like many, so many people like listen to podcasts on their commute and you can't read a book during that time. You can't watch TV. Audio is your only option. And it's the same for when it's, you're going to the gym, same for when you're going hiking, same for so many, when you're cooking, when you're cleaning around the house. And for me, like the reason why I got into podcasts is because I spend all day staring at a screen. And then when I go home, I can watch TV for maybe like an hour. I can spend some time in front of the screen, but I, I just, most of the time I get to the point where I'm like, I don't want to stare at another screen. I just want to put my phone away. I just want to like lay in bed or lay on the sofa or just work around the house. I want to do anything but stare at a screen. And books are an option for that too, but then I've got to put on my glasses and I'm staring again at something. And for me, podcasts fill that space perfectly. It's just so nice just to, to relax at the end of the day and just listen to an entertaining conversation between comedians or between scientists or, or between whoever, really. That's uh, just as enjoyable, if not more, than watching a TV show. So I think that the demand for this isn't going to go away. And I think as we've seen, like, 
it's been constantly increasing. And I think the fantastic thing about this is it's almost like YouTube. Like ages ago, like to produce your own YouTube channel or to be a YouTuber, that might have seemed a bit strange or a bit far-fetched. Now, like, everyone has YouTube channels. Anyone can start a YouTube channel. Anyone can, like, post stuff. It's, like, a space where it's complete creative freedom for anyone to get involved. And naturally, the most entertaining will rise to the top, will be noticed, will be recognized, and will make money. And I think podcasts are the same. And if you see what Anchor's doing, which was recently acquired by Spotify not too long ago, they're essentially democratizing podcasting, allowing anyone to get into it. So just like I said, you can buy a cheap mic or even use your phone. And if you've got something entertaining to say or something worth listening to, then people will listen to it and you'll get listeners and you'll build up a following. And yeah, you'll have a space. So I think that this is a fantastic time where anyone can get involved and it's more about the message of what you have to say rather than how much you can afford to to put into um, your podcast, really. I think you've wrapped it up very nicely there. So just before we go, I know you don't want to pick your favorite guests, but I was wondering if you could, for the listeners, recommend a good starting place or a good starting episode for Brains Bites Back and maybe an alternative podcast if they're interested in stuff similar to Brains Bites Back or just one that you particularly enjoy yourself. Yeah, sure. So to start off with my favorite Brains Bite Back episodes, so it's hard to pick one. However, I've got to say there's one that really does stand out for me, and it's one of our most listened ones uh, initially, is um, AI and UBI, a future with no jobs. So essentially on this topic, we were discussing what our future would look like when AI fulfills a number of roles in our society, which puts most of us out of work, and how we can survive on UBI. So essentially, like, how is the workforce going to look in 20, 30 years' time, or 50 even? Uh, like, are we just going to do nothing? Are robots going to take care of everything? And then how are we going to receive money? And I had uh, an economist that was running, that's running for U.S. Congress, James Felton Keefe, um, and he came on to discuss, like, his thoughts, and we also had an ex-NASA engineer. And it was really interesting, and it was quite entertaining. The reason why I think of it is one that stands out for me is it was by far one of our most heavy subjects. And I remember there's times you can go and listen to the podcast and you won't hear me speak for, I think, there's like 10, 20 minutes where I'm not speaking because these two are talking so passionately and so like with such informed, such an informed understanding of the context of the world we live in and where we're going that they were asking each other questions and they were like theorizing and making ideas about like what could happen and I was just like, I felt like I took a back seat where I was like trying to keep up, like them bouncing back and forth. So that was one that really sticks out for me. And I think our most listened to podcast, and it's understandable, is with um, Chance Glasgow, the Call of Duty co-founder, who's working on some really cool VR stuff at the moment. And he was just a really nice guy to talk to. Yeah, he was just really friendly. And that was a really nice call. And, it's, and um, I'd say for me, the most... The one which I got the most fanboy about, the one that I was like, oh my God, I'm on the phone with this person. And I know you'll get this because you're a USC fan too, was Uriah Faber. Uh, even though that didn't really like resonate too much with like what we do, it didn't really fit into like the psychology technology side of things. It was really interesting to hear his thoughts on the, the sense of what it is to be like a world-class like UFC Hall of Fame fighter and the mentality of getting into the octagon and, and really putting yourself through that and what it takes. Um, and for me, that was one of those moments where I was like, that was another stepping stone where I was like, wow, I've like, this is, 
This is good. I also set myself the goal of getting an extra Rogan guest on my podcast, and that was the one where I achieved it, where I was like, he's been on Joe Rogan, now he's been on my podcast. So um, to lead on to your second question about podcasts I recommend or I like, I'd say that Joe Rogan's definitely been a huge influence to me. The one thing which encouraged me to make my own podcast, though, was because for me, I like the podcast where Joe has guests on who are university professors or scientists, and they talk about really like informative, educational things. And th those are my favorite episodes of his, but they come sometimes few and far between because a lot of time he's got other comedians on or other stuff. And so he has a real mixed bag of guests. And for me, I would love it if he just did a Joe Rogan science podcast and he just had like professors and scientists on. So that's kind of what I was hoping to go for with like Brains Bite Back, just get into that. But I also absolutely love comedy podcasts because I like to wind down an evening with some. And my two favorite ones, uh, my favorite, potentially my favorite podcast of all time, which is unfortunately finished now, is Two Dope Queens. And that is nothing like, like the podcast I present or anything, but it's hilarious. And uh, I love the two hosts, and they have some great comedians on there. And in addition to that, I love Eliza, Ask Eliza Anything. Ask Eliza Anything is a, a very entertaining show because uh, I don't find it that funny as a comedian, ironically, but I think she is incredibly wise, the, the host of that show, and she has great chemistry with the people she works with. So... I, I'd say those are a handful of my favorite podcasts for me. Okay, sweet. So unlike uh, the Joe Rogan experience, these podcasts aren't about three hours long. So we're going to start uh, wrapping it up now. And that wasn't a slight on Joe Rogan. I'm a big fan as well. I don't know how he has the stamina. Yeah. The, the man is a podcasting genius. Okay, so Sam, if people do want to listen to Brains Bite Back, what is the URL they need to go to? So you can find us on a host website, which is sociable.co. And the sociable, that's like, uh, that's like the, the father website where um, we're like, yeah, a little offshoot of that. That's the podcast, there's the sociable, and then there's Brains Bite Back, which is the podcast where it's hosted. But you can also just directly listen to the podcast through Spotify, uh, iTunes. Like, uh, there's so many other places. We recently just joined Stitcher, actually, and, of course, YouTube. So really anywhere you, where you listen to your podcast, if you search brains bite back, so it's brains like how you'd normally spell brains, but then bite as in like gigabyte, B-Y-T-E, and then back. So yeah, if you search that, even if you just search it in Google, I'm sure you're gonna find many results with our podcast. And we release new episodes every Monday uh, with the best guests from around the world relating to technology and psychology with a variety of themes. Yeah, I'd say just give it a, give it a listen and I'd, I'd love to hear you. And if uh, someone is interested in guesting, I don't want to flood your inbox, but well, how can they contact you? Sure. Well, first of all, I would say more importantly, think of an angle because lots of people like uh, we can be flexible, obviously, on the, the who we have and the topics. But really, it does need to fit quite comfortably in the middle between technology and psychology. And like there has to be an overlap there. But if... If they are interested in contacting me, I would say add me on LinkedIn. So my name is, uh, you can find me Sam Breakgear. So <laughs> Sam and then B-R-A-K-E space G-U-I-A. So yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn and then you can send me a message on there. And that's probably the best way to pitch to me, I would say. Sure. And uh, just a reminder to anyone listening, if you do uh, want to find Brain Bites back, or you want to find Sam on LinkedIn, we will be putting this episode along with all the other episodes of The Loudspeaker on our website. And you can find that at www.publicize.co slash The Loudspeaker. 
But anyway, that about wraps us up uh, here. So again, thank you, Sam, for coming on today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Anytime.